know, a plaque. And then there's a lot of small ones that are um, Sherpas, the Sherpas that helped get those Westerners to the top. And um, it's just a, a glowing example to me of how uh, in the world we value some people with more um, dignity and respect than others. And it, that shouldn't be. That's not the way Christ intended. And um, that, yeah, that just breaks my heart so much I can hardly communicate about it. and music right there, right? You guys are just waiting for the lights to come up. When will it happen, right? Uh, hi, everybody. My name is John. Uh, I have the privilege to be one of the pastors here at Whitewater, and uh, I hope you're uh, I hope you're ready. Um, uh, today, we're going to start a new series, and who you saw up there, uh, Nancy Ricks, uh, she's going to share a little more today. Uh, just a spoiler alert. Uh, I hope you're ready. Um, I am still a mess from the first service, um, personally, as John, not, uh, not like leader and just John, disciple, apprentice of Jesus, uh, God uh, did something really cool uh, in first service, and I know he's going to do something uh, in this service as well, because you guys are always the better service, right? You know that, right? Like you do, you're more awake, uh, you've had all the coffees, You've had all the breakfasts, like you're just ready. You're amped up, ready to go, and whatever your next is, you're excited for that too. So you're just ready. You're always better. So, you know, praise God for you guys. Uh, so now don't let me down, all right? So keep that energy up. I, I'm going to need it. Um, I have some notes here uh, before my friend Nancy comes up. I don't know if I'm going to say any of them because of how much I got wrecked at the last service. Um, so I'm going to try to stay on track. Uh, and Or more than that, I'm going to try to be obedient to the Spirit. So um, Jesus, uh, there's this guy that we follow here. Uh, his name's Jesus. And uh, if you're new uh, in the room or online, uh, he, he is everything. Um, and I... I want to believe that, that that is the heart of what I'm wrestling with right now. I want to believe that Jesus is at the center of everything we do. I want to believe that. So if I'm saying I want to believe that, what's the implication there? There's a question, right, of is he? Man, like I'm, that's what I'm wrestling with. So uh, if anything, Nancy, uh, God used you to just wreck me uh, this weekend. So thanks for that. <laughs> thanks so much for that. Um, like I'm, I'm sitting there at literally uh, uh, thinking about the music that we just sang, um, the words, uh, uh, thinking through uh, the bracelet that I wear. Uh, this is a bracelet that I got in Kathmandu that uh, we bought one for all of the staff members and gave it to them um, as just a reminder of the millions and millions of people on the other side of the world that don't have the hope of Jesus. Um, as I sat here this morning, I, I was sitting in my, you know, really comfy four-inch foam seat 
thinking about the other believers on the other side of the world that are gathering in nothing or gathering in persecution or gathering um, at the risk of death, um, just crying out to King Jesus, we want to be more like you. Help us be more like you. And I'm like really wrestling with this. Like That's why I say like I want to believe Everything we do is for you, King Jesus. But I'm wrestling with, is that four-inch foam seat needed to be a sold-out follower of Jesus that is called to change his world? Like to bring kingdom to earth. I'm, I'm, oh my, I'm wrestling. Uh, because like, like all throughout scripture, like we're, Jesus, like he points us to a different type of, of kingdom, a different type of reality. Like that's, man, he's just in the habit of doing that, right? If you hang out with Jesus long enough and he will change your entire paradigm. You will love the unlovable. You will run when uh, others say walk and you will walk when everybody else is running. You will uh, choose to be last. You will lift up your enemies. You will do everything to at the beck and call of a king who died for you. Like, and I'm worried about how come the slide on the center screen was like off. Right? You know, I know you were too. It's fine. You can admit it. I'll, I'll point it out. And it's not because we don't have an incredible production team of volunteers and staff that are like give of themselves tirelessly. It's that sometimes things happen. Sometimes things happen, and instead of my mind going to, like, how come that's what, what, what happened there? Like, like, really, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Like, really, in the grand scheme of, you know, uh, actually caring for the least of these as though you're caring for Jesus, does, it, that's, does that really matter? No, it doesn't. Let me answer the question. No, it doesn't. So I, I want to be more like him. I do. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like the king that I choose to follow. I want to be more like the one who died for me. Um, Throughout scripture, we see God doing these incredible things on mountains. And then, you know, in the New Testament, we see Jesus doing incredible things on mountains. And he calls us up onto all these different mountains in our real lives. Sometimes it's physical mountains. Other times it's metaphorical mountains. Um, But he's always inviting us into a deeper level, deeper understanding of who he is. And and a lot of times in scripture, he does that up on the mountain. And so this whole series that we're going to talk about is, hey, will you join him on the mountain? Because we've all got a mountain that he's calling you up on. Uh, For some of you, it may be a physical mountain. He's saying, hey, I want you to come climb mountains. Because let me tell you, when you climb mountains, you will see things that very few people see. Your perspective changes. You see things clearly. The air is different there's, a, there's an opportunity to kill a lot of noise when you're on the mountains and hear a little more clearly from your father. Um, I'm as, as wrecked as my heart is right now. I'm really excited for this series. Um, to, can't wait to see how he wrecks my heart the rest of the series. Um, like to, to see and share with you guys what 
Jesus is doing right here with us in, in our community of faith. Over this next four weeks, we're going to be sharing a lot of things that are things that are coming up, things on the horizon for this community of faith. We're going to share uh, about some leaders that God is stirring in them and what is next for them, what's next for us, and what's next for our ministry partners around the world. So uh, I, I want to ask you to come every Sunday, and, and it'd be cool if you did come every Sunday, but the reality is that most people come like one out of a four Sundays. Uh, but if you wanted to come every Sunday, this would be the series. All right, we're going to share a lot of really cool stuff. Plus, we're also going to take a peek back at uh, some things that happened on this mountain called Mount Everest. Um, some of you uh, may not know, but uh, I had the privilege uh, to join eight other awesome leaders from around the country, and uh, we went up to uh, the base camp of Mount Everest in Nepal several months ago. And um, the one person who clapped, I thank you for understanding how challenging that was. Um, but what's, what's more than just going to base camp, who cares? Um, uh, it's the why. Why did we do it? Uh, nine leaders from across the country chose to go to the base camp of Everest to raise money to start new churches to share the gospel all over the world. And we had a goal of raising $500,000 uh, to fund that mission of starting new churches. And collectively, we were able to raise over $625,000. So praise God for that. As, as awesome as that was, and it was awesome, um, Jesus uh, did some crazy things uh, through us and in us, in me personally. Um, we're going to share some of that throughout the series. I'm going to invite some people up uh, that were on that climb with us uh, throughout this series to kind of share what God's doing in their life and how he is using them to continue to share the gospel. Um, but friends, we all have a mountain that God is saying, will you join me on this mountain? Some of them are uh, emotional mountains or spiritual mountains or, or, or metaphorical mountains, you know, uh, relational mountains, that there's a deficiency in a, in, a, in a relational area of your life and, and it's just looming in front of you or financial mountains uh, or, or there's this really ugly mountain that every single one of us at some level wrestles with, the mountain of pride. And the person who says, I don't wrestle with that is prideful. Um, so, like, understand, like, there's, all, there's something in us. It, it could be the mountain of insecurity, of, of depression or loneliness or abandonment or, or belonging or the mountain of purpose. You're just like, God, what is my next? Will you just reveal that to me? There's mountains that Jesus is standing on. And here's what I've learned after climbing a lot of mountains over the years is that you will meet Jesus on the mountain. You will meet him there. He's waiting for you. See, the thing that we're afraid of is the thing that he's inviting us into. He will meet us there and he will reveal to us a deeper understanding of who he is and who we are. Uh, so uh, I, I just want to say, like, what is your mountain? Really, what, what is your mountain? You'll probably hear that a lot over the next couple of weeks. What's your mountain? And, and, and will you meet him on it? Um, even regardless of, like, how big it is, right? Because uh, some of them are scary. Um, Noah, who's in the room, you can always t uh, tell if I'm lying or not because he'll call me out. Um, like, 
Noah would say, like, he saw a picture of uh, Mount Cotopaxi. Uh, it's like, I don't know, 19,000-something feet. And Noah saw a picture of it. It's like, oh, my gosh, you, you climbed to the top of that? And I was like, yeah, I did. And he was like, how did you get there? And, you know, and I've been blessed and had the opportunity with Kelly to climb, like, lots of mountains, 12 mountains over the last 12 years. And the answer of how do you get to the top is always the same uh, because of Jesus' power, protection, and provision and one step at a time. That is how you get to the top of whatever mountain is in your life, one step at a time. But will you take the first step? And then will you take another step? And then will you, that's how you get to the top of any mountain. He's, uh, he's genuinely wanting you to join him on the mountain. He wants to call you his companion. In uh, the book of Matthew, uh, the author, Matthew, by the way, you know, Matthew wrote Matthew. Um, Matthew, he's writing this moment right before Jesus is about to share one of his greatest teachings the world will ever hear. It's called the Sermon on the, yes, and Mount is short for, it's phenomenal, this Jesus thing. Like, the Bible is so enlightening. I didn't know Mount was short for mountain. That's fun. So, like, Jesus is going up on the mountain, and he's about to share this incredible message about truly unpacking what the kingdom of heaven looks like, right? And right before he does that, Matthew 5, 1 says this. It says, Jesus, uh, he saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, and, and so he climbed a mountain, and those who were apprenticed to him, I want to be an apprentice to Jesus. He, he called him the committed. I want to be committed to Jesus. Uh, they climbed with him. And then arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and he taught his climbing companions. Friends, we are, are being beckoned up the mountain with Jesus to be his climbing companions. He wants the committed to join him, his apprentices.